What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, hey, welcome to the show. You're new to this. Subscribe, tell a friend, push the word around. It's hard because the old YT that you're watching this on, you know, the big company, they are pushing people down and not promoting as much. Uh, they're changing their terms of service and all sorts of stuff. So uh, support us, dude. Keep telling people about us. We really appreciate it. You want to support us even more? Hey, go get some merch. This Whisk Ginge merch like this, this dope rocks glass. Go to andrewsantinostore.com. We also have uh, hats, T-shirts, hoodies. We got it all, man. We got all the good stuff now. Really quality stuff made by great, wonderful artists. It supports us, supports the community. Um, of artists that we work with, and we're really proud of this stuff. So go to andrewsantino.com for uh, all that you need to know. And if you want to buy the merch, go to andrewsantinostore.com. That's where it's at. You can also find the Patreon uh, at andrewsantino.com. Uh, check us out, the Whisk Ginge Patreon. I do one-on-one -on -one solo Cheeto chats. It's very fun. We're trying to just make some magic out of all the uh, the nonsense that's going on right now. This week's episode is super fun. I got a couple of buddies in here with me. Having a really good time. Two guys that literally despise each other, but for some reason they keep they keep just working it out day by day, week to week. Uh, you know, that's love. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. It is the Sklar Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Thank I really you. appreciate it. It's great to be here. How's life? Uh, life is okay. Uh, I made probably the dumbest decision of my life in the midst of this pandemic. I decided to go on a diet, which... Which I liken to, uh, I guess, taking an oath of celibacy right before you're about to go to the Olympics as an athlete. Right. Like I'm diving into that Olympic village just trying to, you know, keep it clean. It's a bad know, idea, man. You know, saving myself. Uh, no, it is so dumb. It's like, what do you have on your hands right now? Time? Yeah. Access to grocery stores. That's mm. pretty much all we got. Yeah. Uh, and then I also have kids sitting around with, like, great food. Kid food is so good. It's the best food on earth. It's so fucking good no rules no, no rules. rules throw it out the window it's a it's like the end of a drunken night is all day that's for a their kid. meals yeah that's breakfast lunch and dinner breakfast lunch and dinner that was one of the first time i learned that like uh adults are not supposed to eat what kids can eat like kids can eat pizza for breakfast absolutely but why are we not allowed to why is this this social faux pas that it looks we're looked down upon it's by the way it's not social it's you you as you get older, it will kill you. It, it will. It, I guess you say no because I think you're younger, but I'm telling you, it will destroy. Okay, look, you. if you had pizza for breakfast, but you had a smoothie for lunch and a salad for dinner, what's wrong with that? That you're definitely going in the right direction by like top loading your day. Yeah, like, you switch so, it up. Right. What so is you, it? Breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper? Isn't that the whole thing? I think it's breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and then a servant. Dinner like a king transitioning to be a queen. Oh, right. So, you know, you're having that moment where you're like, I can't be like this anymore. I can't, I can't live like this. I can't, I can't have gout. Five, eight, two, ten. So, so what do you get? You don't want to turn into an egg. No. You, you don't, don't want to be a round ball of a person anymore? You don't want to be a round what ball. Is, so you've lost how much? I've lost 15 pounds. Wow. On Jenny fucking Craig. No, for real? Yeah, I'm a basic bitch. You're a JC girl. JC girl. Jenny Craig, it's old school. I needed someone to be like, hey, 
here's what you cook. Poke holes in this dumb thing and put it in that thing for two minutes and then put it in your mouth. Are you not afraid? Is everything organic from JC? Absolutely not. So I, how do they verify that this is better food for you? There's. It's not that it's better. It's less. It's smaller portions. It's less. And it's yeah. teaching you how to go less. I mean, I'm not trying to turn this into a seminar for those people. I'm this just is, telling you what's sp- going this on. This show is it. sponsored by Jenny Craig right now. We're doing a JC ad. <laughs> this whole show turns into a JC ad. What I'm saying is that it's like... What I realized, and this is sort of the life of a comic, too, when you get out on the re- – like, everything's free. Like, that's the thing that yeah. people don't realize. I feel like part of our lives is, like, when someone comps you something, at least for a second, you consider it, right? Totally. Even if it's something you don't need or you don't want. Yeah. So you, someone gives you a roast battle jacket that you would never wear, and it says roast battle on the back. You're like, it's from the Comedy Central show. We did, we, we battle each other. It's a great memento. And then it sits in your closet for you like don't two do anything years, with it. Like, well, well your I? wife or one of your kids will appreciate it when you're gone. When you're gone, when right. you're dead, it'll be a cool dad used to do this thing that was neat. So as they hand it to you, they should be like, "This is for your kids when you die." Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you don't don't wear it. Don't put, put it put on. Put this in your when I die bin. Right. There should be a when I die bin. You're right, though. I do have cool. I have a meltdown jacket that's very cool that Rosenstein gave to me, and it says it's like a it's like a um, how do I say it? it's like a Carhartt type of jacket, right. you know, a workman's jacket. Yeah. You guys probably have it. Yeah, yeah, and it says meltdown on the back. We got it. It stays. It's in a bin in the garage. It's never moved. You won't wear yeah, it. I would never wear that. So you know that when it's given to you for a second, there's something inside of us. Maybe it's just like that's the mentality we have. Like. We've worked our way up within this comedy world to be given the free comp thing. Yeah. Because when you're because when you're an opener, you don't get that thing, and then right. when you're a feature, you kind of don't get that thing, and then when you're the headliner, it's like, hey, we're bringing you drinks after the show, and what do you guys want to eat? We'll give it between the two shows. Right. You get what you want to eat, and then you look at the menu, and you're like, eh, all this stuff looks good, and all of it's bad for you. So you just you just take it all in, and you because it's free. Yeah. So it's like reprogramming yourself to be like, hey, if it's free. Because that's all the food on your kid's plate is free. Yeah. Uh, you're like, hey, that's <laughs> you free. Let me have a little of that. And so you just are learning to like, the moment where like I'll throw something away, you know what I mean? Uh, it's almost like, uh, it's like passing up an open shot in a basketball game. It's, 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 it's the dumbest. That, why? Why would you? Well, but You have to go for it. You do, but like if it's just outside of your range. So, so let's say you're 19 feet. Wait. As people, as comedians, <laughs> as actors, we have to take the shot. Take the that, shot. That's what ingrained in us. We've learned how to do that. That's what we do. We go out. You see the shot. You take the shot. You want the ball at the end of the game. I've seen you on stage. We've had to fucking follow you. Yeah. There's that moment where you're like, man, he's going for it. He wants it. Like A lot of people would step on the main stage on a Saturday night at the comedy store and be like, I don't want this heat. Oh, I, I, I love moment. it. I go you for it. You love it. Yeah, we love it. walk right into the fire. We walk into the fire. We love it. Even if at times we know it's going to be a bloodbath. You follow Joe Rogan on that show, it's a bloodbath. Sure. And that's not your fault. Everyone's checking out because they saw what they came to see, and you have to step into the aftermath and try to make something out of that. Even in that, we want it. Right. But you're so like that's the ingrained mentality in your life. Yeah. And then you kind of just apply that to everything. You apply that to when you're driving. You're like, I can get in that little crease. And you go, you take it, and you're like, okay, maybe that wasn't a good idea. With food, you do that too. You sit there and you go, like, I can do that. I can do that. But then when you throw it away, when you pass up the 19-foot jumper because you can only really make a 15-foot jumper, you should be like, you know, that's your range. That's where you're safe. When you dump a plate of, like, nuggets into the trash, yeah, you, you feel like a champion. Really? You do. There's like so something inside you. know what I'm doing? You, you know what? what I'm doing? What? I'm going to pump fake on the 19-footer. Step in. And I'm going to step in and I'm going to go right hard to the lane and take the foul, which means, which means to what? me, yeah. eat the nuggets, go for a run in an hour and a half. <laughs> That's what it is. Just go run. You're still that t- taking the shot. I'm still gonna take. The, I'm still gonna take a form of the shot. Right. 
That's what, as we get older, that's it. Yes. You used to be able to just take the shot and then go to the bench. Right. Now, now I have to run, I run every day. So that's my excuse for eating bad stuff. You can still do it, and I applaud that, and I'm yeah. psyched that you're running. I just want people, you know what it is? Are you I, exercising as well as doing JC? Well. Yes, okay. I'm exercising. You're full into the program, dude. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying <laughs> I'm, to just And you be lost 15. 15. That's really On good. On my way to 25, which I want to do, which will make me insanely thin to the point where I do think people will be like, are you sick? What's your What's your key number of... Of uh, I can't go, I don't want to go any for, any lower than this. What if you become obsessed and you get really like uh, look scary thin? So I'm not gonna lie, but I am crossing fingers for a Dallas Buyers Club too. Okay, and, you know I don't think McConaughey can get that low anymore. Not again, no. So I, if I can slide in and be that guy and just you why know, not? Look. Someone has to do it. What if your brother gains weight and you lose weight? What are you going to do on stage? Uh, let me become Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> we do something like that. <laughs> That's it, right. Uh, or, or I don't know. I mean, look. It, it, Dallas, I say your brother gains 50 and you lose, you lose 25. 25, 30. And then it, become, then it becomes Who a do you whole love new more? act. Right. Who do you love more? Well, it's funny because we, we, did, a bit of, uh, we did this bit on, uh, on this TBS show. Uh, and it was a bit we've always— Tournament of Laughs. Tournament of Laughs, which we've always tried to— do on stage and now I really want to do it on stage because it was our our cousin asked us or our cousin who's like almost 70 lives in Austin she in the last five years has become like a comedy nerd which is wonderful in some ways because she really understands our world like she's she's, 70 years old oh yeah yeah she's hip she's cool she was married to for a long time to the one of the three guys that started South by Southwest so one of the originals Louis Black not the comedian right the the, the, uh, the editor the of the editor, yeah. of the Austin Chronicle, he's produced a ton of movies and stuff, and she's like, like she knows you, like she's a fan of yours, like she knows Wild. every single comic. I'm not saying you're obscure. I'm just saying she shout knows. out to her by the way. Hey, Anne, Anne, love whoop, whoop. you. So she was like, after a show, the next day we had brunch with her. She saw us at Cap City, and went out to lunch, and she said, "Look, I have some notes about your comedy," and like. <laughs> Anne is the best. Come on. I love, did she bring like a notepad? Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, dude, she's the best. So Randy's like, I'm like, I don't want to hear any of these notes. Randy's like, I want to hear all of these notes. Yeah, dude. So the first thing she said was, I think you guys don't have enough conflict on stage. There's not enough, like. She wants a narrative. She wants battle between the two of us, (laughs) which, incidentally, we went on and did the roast battle on Comedy Central. We battled each other, which was super fun and a great experience. But so she said, I think you should argue more on stage and randy later what said to me this is a real conversation we had in the cab back to our wherever we were going he's like what if she you know maybe she's right yeah what, what if she's right what if that's what's keeping us from reaching the next level in our career you know i think we should at least consider it i'm like no there's no way we're going to do that and he's like well i think we should do it and i'm like no i'm not going to argue with you and he's like well i think you should and i'm like i absolutely don't think we should and then it became a massive argument which we then play out on that's stage, the bit which yeah. is the bit so Anne is she, getting is she getting any money for this uh, she wants money but you guys owe her something for the bit here here this is what we always say about being a comedy <laughs> team and we do owe her money for the bit uh the best part about being a comedy team is that we get to split the money 50 50 it's 50-50 now. Don't you think you deserve 60, he deserves 40? If he gains... You said that to me offstage. I have said that to you offstage. If he gains more weight, then he might need more. Okay, if so I lose 60, weight, you get 40. Oh, right. Because we're spending less on food. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. I don't want to make our struggles bigger than what America's going through right now, but... That, that's more important, in my opinion. Thank you. I knew you what, would Do your that. wives get along very well? Yeah, they do. Here's uh, the reason I ask. 
Why? Has what if one wife didn't like the other wife or didn't like the other family, and then she started doing the thing where it's like, I don't think I think you deserve fifty five and he deserves forty five. Well, you know, I don't. Is, has this ever come up in the family ne- argument? Never, it, huh? It's ne- do you want it to come up? Here's why: I have a family friend. I'm not going to mention who, whose uh, father and brother work together, mm-hmm. and there's an uneven division of labor and of payout. So okay. it, it becomes an, it is extremely large fights within the family. Dude, family businesses are tough. You have one. Have you ever? Have you guys ever gotten to a point when it's become uh, close to cutting it off because of business? No, I'll tell you why. For here, two reasons why. This is yeah. a great question. Two reasons why. One, because doing this is once you have kids, and I'm not saying kids are a bad thing. I'm saying kids and they are. are a horrible thing. Right. No. Uh, I'm saying kids are <laughs> wonderful. They're great. Yeah. They're also, it's also hard as shit. And like, let me, let me give you the, uh, the TV show or movie equivalent. All right. Sure. In our stand up life, we are number one on the call sheet. One and one A, which I'd be one and he'd be one A. Of course. Uh, one, one B or C. C, right. right. So that's who you are on the call sheet. People call you up. You're next on stage. What are your credits? Can I get you a drink? We're, Breaking you up for press tomorrow morning. Coffees right. will be ready for you, sir. Very excited to have you here. We're announcing your name. We got your merch set up outside. Someone's taking care of you all the time. You're number one. Then you go into your family, and you you rapidly, if you have two kids, you become number four. Right. You, you go down to number four, and you have to default to number four. So girl will tell you that. Everyone will tell you that. Right. doesn't matter how big your Netflix special is. doesn't matter how big you are. I was saying this about Obama. Obama probably with Sasha, with teenage kids, probably would walk in after like, you know, doing some amazing deal where he like saved the world in some capacity or brokered a deal between two nations and walk in and be like, hey, girls, how's uh, everything going over there? And there's a moment where like, God, dad, you're you so dumb. Get it. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, dad. I need five minutes. So like that, you go down to number four mm-hmm. on the carlet. So the desire to enjoy that moment on top and be together, like this is like, this is like a vacation. I we I was describing it this way in another way too, and this is another reason why we will never break this thing up because it's too fun. It's too fun to be right. in that position. And I think if we broke it up, we would never. It'd take us too long to get back to, to get that back. spot again. Right. We've created something interesting. We still feel like we have more to do. So if we have shit that we have to deal with with each other, our parents always taught us this: get into it and get over it. It's those two things. Right. Go is get into it. Fight it out, and then two minutes later, you got to be fine. That's what brothers mostly do. Mostly. But, you know, for our perspective, you know, that's the vacation. Getting to go together and do something. That's half the fun. So there was the show Hard Knocks, which I don't know if it's coming back, but because I don't think... I doubt it, but I'd love it. So Hard Knocks did it a few years ago on the Miami Dolphins, and there was just a little moment Mm -hmm. that if you are a parent, you understand this to the nth degree, and you you may have watched it and not even, like, registered this moment. So there was a rookie who was rooming with an older guy, right? Yeah. And they had like a suddenly a day off the next day. And the rookie was saying to the older guy who had a family and kids, like, hey, man, what are, you, what are we doing tomorrow? Like, we got a day off. What are we going to do? And the guy, the older guy's like, you remember when we were uh, running the stairs and we all thought we were going to throw up or whatever and it was really hard? That was my day off. I got to be with my kids tomorrow. Uh <laughs> That's hard work. So (laughs) you go back and you go out, and it doesn't matter if they wake up early and do press. It doesn't matter if you got to get a saddle it up and do two shows on a Saturday night. It's fun. It's just too much fun. So there's no ego. 
There is no ego. Have you had to ego check one another ever? One, you know, once or twice. I did Curb. I did an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which meant that he basically couldn't do it. I think yeah. he was bummed about that. But you did tell me, you told me personally off air, that they said they didn't want him on the show. They specifically requested me. They Jeff s- Garland did. They said that. They said, we don't want your Anyone brother. Anyone but Randy, and then I got it. So and they And they said he can come. They let him come to watch, which right. I think was a little diminutive, but... Right. Well, they thought for a while that we had to observe the same rules as the Olsen twins, and I could only work four hours. And then switch and go to school. That's right. Here's the thing. Uh, I knocked it out in three hours just so I could avoid. Oh, because you avoid, avoid I didn't want him on camera I, I want to broach another rumor here. Uh-huh. A lot of people Please. have said you're not identical twins, that you are actually fraternal twins, and you got surgery at a young age to—your to, uh, to uh, your parents got surgery to match his face, that you got— So here's what's interesting. Yeah. We are fraternal twins. Right. We did have surgery. Yep. But we didn't have surgery to look like each other. We both— had surgery to look like another person. Oh wow! Yeah, so they so they went ahead and tried to make a. They didn't want one to feel like he looks too much like. Who's so, the person you're trying to look like? Mel Brooks. Oh, the young okay. Mel Brooks. And it, you know what? And it kind of does. Works right. But you've got you've got more hair. Your face is a little bit thinner. You guys have you missed some of the features. I got to tell you, look, you didn't you didn't do a bad job. It's, but it's an not imperfect a, science. I mean, that's you right. know you're 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 talking about molding a person's face. It's like on MTV, like the MTV shows where they're like mm-hmm. you know make me look like that guy. I think is the name of the show. Make me look like the guy. I hate my face or whatever. The take t- my here. Take my here. Take my face. You know, that's what we said this about MTV. We said this on our podcast about MTV shows is now they're just telling you what the show is in the title. Yep. I'm 16 and I'm pregnant. I'm mad. That's my mom and she's gay. Like, it's like, that's the whole show. It's just, That's my mom and she's gay is a good show. It's a great show. I'm not going to lie. That's a really good show. good show. But don't you want that anymore? Don't you want authenticity in television anymore? Because now we've come to a place where if it's not going to be scripted, mm-hmm. if it's a non-script or a whatever they want to call well, those it, are reality, yeah, yeah, but w- yes. whatever we want to call it this day in right. this day and age. Don't you want it to just be like I've talked about it before? My favorite show is Alone. Do you know Alone? Where they sent out to the middle of yes. the Arctic and you have to live. Yes. Yeah, I know what it's about. Alone. They're all alone. Yeah, Why do th- I need more fodder? I know, but there is still like a layer of of abstractness or obtuseness in the title. Like Alone could be, you know, the story about you know Sarah you Jessica Parker in her of the marriage. Arctic, though? Okay. <laughs> to Matthew Broderick. Right? Yes. So it yes. doesn't have to be a guy in the yes, but it yes, it applies, but it could apply to many things. If it was I'm stuck in the Arctic by myself, that's yeah. what MTV would call it. Yeah. Al- I don't have shit and I'm in the Arctic. Yo, what's up by my die out here? <laughs> Presents Guy Alone in the Arctic. Nick Carrant, Cannon. These Jews got me out here in the Arctic. What the fuck? Does he hate Jewish people? Is that what that was? He... Here's what I did. Instead of reading into it like right. I probably should have, yes. I just tweeted, Nick Cannon's the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> and comedian. I'm sorry, I said and comedian of all time. Just to troll the idea of this guy. Look, I've never seen a guy do more with less in the history of our business. And He's I'll talk shit. Not. You don't have to. I just didn't talk get shit. it. So I didn't get that it was like, well, you're angry at a guy who you've let go this far without that much talent really does go to show how bullshit our business is. Like, oh, you're mad about a guy that really wasn't talented that just proved to you that he has these weird relationships with people who might be who racist and he's got he's just gotten too far without being a thing. When you're when you can be the ma- the jack of all master of none, yeah. and then they let you be famous for it. 
Well, well, then they it, find out who you really are later, and they're like, oh, you just you suck, and we just didn't even realize. Kind of pokes a hole in the Jews control the media and are keeping you out uh, Is that what? Oh, was that his theory? I mean, it kind of was part of it. I mean, there, yeah. there is like Jews control everything. Well, if they control everything— how and did you get so famous? I mean, you just you must have skirted the system, bro. Yeah. Because look at where you are and look at where I like Randy and I should be hosting Wild and Out if the Jews control the media. But they didn't offer it to you guys. No. And I and I still go back they to this day and say they should have. That should have been us and Deshaun Jackson. And yeah, why Steven, wouldn't it? And Steven Jackson. You <laughs> and all the Jacksons? All the Jacksons. You want all the Jacksons. The Jackson too. And and you guys uh How great would that show be? The Deshaun, Jackson, Deshaun, Deshaun ja- Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Stephen Jackson, Latoya Jackson, Jermaine Jackson, and Tito. There's the Jackson. That's five. the Jackson. The five. new Jackson Five. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Five reinvented. They could probably get Bubbles the monkey. I got to tell you, Stephen Jackson wouldn't do it. He would never. No, do No, no, no. But he's the only one you'd lose. You'd have to get a new Jackson in there. All he does, Lamar. Lamar Jackson would be great, but all he does, Lamar Jackson, right after he's been concussed, right, like, just like for the for the three hours after a horrible hit, you sucker him in with a contract. Right. He's like, I, I think, what is this for? And they're like, it's for health and well being. Got it. You're on it. No, I think Stephen Jackson. All he does in every show is just it's a little video of him being like, take your name out my mouth, take my name out your mouth, take don't put my yeah, take my don't, name out your take mouth, take my ma- take my name out your mouth, and that's his contribution. Certain to the show. athletes are able to. Um, Certain athletes are able to transition between being like aggressive and angry on the court, and then being very sweet and soft and subtle. And it's funny to watch how some guys can turn that on and turn that off. Yeah. Of like, oh no, I'm like a nice, cool guy, and I'm like a family guy, and all this stuff. But like, I'll also kick your teeth into your throat. So I would argue that Barkley is one of those guys. Same. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. But Barkley. But that's the difference is that Barkley enjoyed all the success after the game. Yeah. Stephen Jackson has not. Right. And probably will not. Maybe not. No. Stephen Jackson is like Latrell Sprewell. Remember, remember when Latrell Sprewell bought like a yacht for Wisconsin, for up in Wisconsin? Yes. And you're like, I don't know how much yachting you're going to be doing. Yeah. It's and a bad idea. It's a bad idea to put that out there. Do you think it's weird that Latrell Sprewell got associated with rims and like Sprewell spinners, and that became like a part of culture, even though he had almost nothing to do with them? No, but he sh- he should have been. Like, he should have made, like, new Heimlich maneuver posters. Oh. You know, because his most famous move was to choke a guy who looked very much like you yeah. when you think about it. PJ yeah. Car- could you play P.J. Carlissimo in the P.J. Carlissimo story? I could story? be. I'd probably a little bit closer to uh, 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 the, 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 the the White Mamba. I'd be closer to, to the White Mamba. To, uh, to uh, Scalabrini. Scalabrini. I'd be closer you to would, him than anything else. But here's the thing, and this is what I love about you, and this is what you – I, I, I'm not, let me say, I, I have trust in your acting chops that you can pull off another accent. You sitting in the Chicago accent going deep, deep, deep into it, yeah. for me is my like favorite thing. That would world. be, the, right, you're right. When I feel that in your act, when I feel you just, when a word kind of goes way Chicago for me. I do sometimes, yeah. I, I, lo- I love I lose it. it. I lose it if I'm getting very emotional. But do you guys have hate for Chicago because you're St. Louis kids? No, I you know it's almost like you feel bad for them for so long, you know, because of the <laughs> you Cubs. feel bad for us. I, I did. You're from Missouri, and you <laughs> feel bad for us. Look, I did. We had a lot of friends from Chicago. I you know we're Cardinals fans. It's the best so, city in the world, though Chicago. And Chicago's you know it. the best. St. Louis is nice. I didn't. I've never. I've never had any beef with St. Louis because of the sports rivalry. But the city itself, 
I enjoy. St. Louis is a great place to be from, and that is not a knock on St. Yes, Louis. Yes, it is. That, no, it isn't. You know it is. No, it isn't. You know St. Louis people are listening to me like, what does Whoa, that mean? I still live fuck, here. Man. Uh, I will say that my kids love St. Louis so much. It is like a kid heaven to go back there. Yeah. Is my mom is still there. You know, Our mom is there. She's She has a life there. Even though she's had two strokes, she's surviving two strokes two strokes a horrible second did it debilitate her in in any way other than in language only in her ability to it's like the printer cord's not connected from the computer to the printer that's fine you just need to reconnect right so sometimes it may never happen sometimes she wants to say something and the wrong word comes out and you have to try to guess what she's meaning at but she knows what she means and she is she can just live her life. She knows what she needs to do. If she doesn't have to talk to someone, she knows how to drive the store. She knows how to sure. live her So she can take care of herself. And she is always, to me, associated with this benevolent St. Louis. So I love St. Louis. I, I love going back there. We are – the cool thing about St. Louis is if you make it at any capacity, they the city embraces the pride. you. pride. The pride. I mean, I've you know, look, you've had tremendous success. There are massive Chicago people. No one gives a shit. Get about behind me in Oprah. Chicago. Get behind Obama. Get behind. I mean, I think Obama. I'm 30 like, steps behind Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Uh, and P- Eddie and Vedder. Piven, Piven has Piven this connection to it, but because of the theater, his uh, mom in the theater. Yeah, and then everyone from Second City, and then yeah, uh, I'm done. You're done. Even people that weren't from Chicago who came there who, yeah, to be successful. Yeah, like Will Ferrell has. Uh, this connection to Chicago because of the Harry Carey thing. Right. People in Chicago kind of associate him as one of our own. He's, he's a from LA here. guy. Yeah, he's from he's here. A groundlings guy. I know it's so weird, but they just because of of the of the nature of those relationships. I mean, even um, uh, 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 um, comic uh, uh, triumph. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Smigel. Smigel. Yeah, Smigel yeah. is inherently this Chicago guy, but I think he's from New York, right? Yeah, he's yeah. not from he's not from there. No, and, but people lo- people in Chicago love him. Like he's a so, you know. So, there so I'm are, never going to get noticed, okay? So that's what we're saying. Like if, if you, <laughs> I'm never going to matter. You're not going to... Yeah. You could matter. I, of all people, I I'll think I'll never throw could. out a first pitch at a Cubs game, but I will at the, Kane, na- at the Kane County Cougars game. I'm sure I'll be able to do that. At We've the thrown County out the Cougars. first pitch at a Cardinals game. No, you know, I can throw out a first pitch at of the Cubs game. Can. But that's... I. It's so funny. You should. I you, told my team I didn't want to do it. I want to... I want to sing the stretch. That's the goal. In Chicago, that is the highest. Well, I'm waiting. Honor. I'm waiting to get to the point when I can sing the seventh inning stretch. Then I will feel like I've done something Dude, with my Dude, that life. is a rival. I mean, for us, it was throwing out the first pitch. For us, it's two things. One, throwing out the first pitch at a Cardinals game, which we did. Randy uh, tried to drop down and throw sidearm. Mm-hmm. He ended up throwing it so far left, he <laughs> brushed back Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I threw, of course, through a strike. It was on a Jose Okendo bobblehead night because we tried to get it. Okendo. Jose Okendo, the greatest utility player of all time. We tried to get him into the Hall of Fame on our ESPN special. We did a whole special. But I will say, you did a strike, but it was it, it was it was a little inside. It, it was just a little it, a little inside baseball. Uh, inside, yeah, I, a little I threw inside a hook. Baseball. I threw a curve. You I threw sh- a curve. We threw out the first pitch in Cleveland. Also, uh, we were asked to do it at the Cleveland game because we were in town. Because There were not enough people at the stadium. There were yeah. They literally like, can you play left field too? <laughs> this is a few years ago, uh, and so. We threw out the first pitch, and I did a that thing where this is when this was still legal, where I faked like I was going to third before I threw the pitch, and then turned around like I was going to throw back to first. Love that fooled everyone. And there's a YouTube video that you can see of of this, and you can hear from where they took the video. The you hear a guy going throw the ball. I'm like, why do you have a New York accent in Cleveland? And he, 
I come back up to the booth where we are with the, the Cleveland Indians booth, and someone's like, hey, that guy over there was like yelling, throw the ball during your pitch. You right. Know? So I went over to him like, hey, buddy, I'm not a confrontational guy. No. I said, hey, man, why are you yelling, uh, throw the ball? He's like, because you're messing around. I'm like, where do you have to be? You're in. You're like 38 minutes early to a Cleveland Indians game. Yeah. In you know, in August right. or September, your team is mathematically eliminated. Yep. You're in a booth. You're in a box. What do you care if I do a gag yeah. on the mound? What's the bit, bud? How dare you yell that? He's like, I have three hours and 27 minutes. That's all I'm allowed to be here That's for. It. And you're scared. <laughs> then they sub me out for one of the Olsen twins. <laughs> I can only work four hours at a game. Uh, you guys and, have done a ton of stuff in your career. Tell yeah. me what. Tell me what you uh, have hated the most. Oh, you guys have done a lot of stuff. There's got to be stuff that you that you that you have disliked the most. Um, because I, I can tell you a lot of stuff. Please you guys tell me all known. the things you hated. No, no, no. Done. But tell me what seriously what you what um, you guys have not. We liked. did a show. We did a show many many years ago. We just hated the execution of it, and we just. And it also just was the function of where it was. We hosted a show on ABC. This was a thing. It was uh, Carsey Warner, which I love those guys. They did Roseanne. Sure. They did a bunch of other great shows. The old Roseanne before yep. she went off the The rails. original Roseanne. Uh, and they did, they've done a bunch of other shows. Maybe they did the Cosby show. Jesus Christ. They're, they're associated with so many. They're, they're hit makers. Winners. Um, and so they, they did the show. We started coming in to audition for it. And it was just goofing on clips off the internet now this is like 2000 2000 okay it's like tosh tosh almost pre-tosh by like eight years but similar format similar I mean. format sure kind of but on abc at 7 p.m now they were also doing america's funniest home video i was just gonna say that's that's abc that's america's funniest home video stars, right? right so we so we start you know they're throwing some things this is before cheap before we even did cheap seats too huh so we were like riffing on it and and we just kept coming into audition and there would be like this hosty guy like i think seacrest came in on it and like other people wow. were going in on it these like good looking hosty people and like a modely woman were going in and doing it and then me and randy would go in and they said give us two mel brooks look alike. give us two ugly jews and we were like <laughs> so we go out there and we just kept yeah. making jokes and we kept getting further in this audition process and we're like what is this show and honestly, if it's America's Funniest Home Videos for the internet, we don't want to do it. And we just kept advancing to the point where then we get the job. And then it's like, okay, so how are we going to be able to do what we want to do at this time slot on this channel in this moment? And of course, we couldn't. Everyone was hamstrung and tied, and we couldn't do the things we wanted to do. And the show came out on a Friday. We shot four of them. They paid us for 13 of them. God bless them. That's amazing. Uh, good agents. Thanks, ABC. And then on on a Friday, canceled on Monday. That's great. And it was great. We didn't have to. So it was a blip on the screen. But then we were doing that. We did voices on the Oblongs, which was a great show, huh. uh, animated show. with Will Ferrell was on the show. Pam Siegel on the show. Great people. Billy West on the show. Awesome show. Uh, and it came out like six months after this one. And we were sitting on stage with all these people at the TCAs. I'm sure you've been to the yes. TCAs, Television Critic Association. Uh, and you got Will Ferrell on stage. You got like these like, and he was on SNL at the time and like Shit. huge, huge, huge. And you got two different critics raise their hand. And they're like, why did you guys do that horrible show dot com, like dot comedy dot comedy, which is a terrible name. That was the show. name of it? Yeah. Um, why would you do that show? And then someone else was like, 
yeah, what was the deal? They're like, let me piggyback on that guy's like mean question. And we literally stood up and we're like, hey, do you know Will Ferrell's on stage? <laughs> Why do you care about us, our dot comedy I'm show? I'm so curious to hear what he has to say about something else. And so we shut it down. But it was like, man, you know, why do we do it? Because I need money. Because yeah. I'm I'm an, I'm a performer who wants to. I don't know what to tell you. I talked to my friend about this this very subject last night. Yeah, we're artists uh, in in if whatever version of that you want to say. But like, we also want to like survive and live. There's this weird thing that's like, why would you do something that didn't turn out the right way? It's like, what? Isn't that the isn't that the crux of our entire lives as people? We're all doing stuff that it doesn't really turn out or work out the way we plan or that's intended. Right. And yeah. we also want to get paid to do some of those things. And also, you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, you have no idea what it's until you to start be. doing it, until it gets put together, until restrictions come down, until people start meddling with it, or they don't. Right. You all, everyone goes into everything with great intentions, and you and you realize what a miracle it is to ever be on anything ever ever. It ever. is. It's a miracle. You hit the lottery. You hit the lottery. That's why we feel so lucky. We're in the only business that I know where we're just begging to work. Yeah. Please, Please. I want to work. Yeah, everyone else is like, I can't wait to get home. Right. The, the, the song Working for the Weekend is like the is the antithesis of a comic's career. You're I want to like, work the rest of my life. I'm I working wanna, at the weekend. I want to work at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I want to work at the weekend. That's right. Tell me the tell me the nickname or phrase that you call your brother that he doesn't know behind his back to either your family or your friends. Oh, jeez. What's the thing that you say that he doesn't know? And he's never going to hear this or even know about this. But what is, what's I the thing? Know. I don't even know if I have a derogatory. You have something very rude that you call him that we've all heard. There's a couple of uh, Reddits about it. Uh, you know, I think he's just so shallow. I Shallow I, is yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah, shallow end. Kitty pool, I think I call the him. Kitty pool is the, that's the yeah, thread. The Reddit thread is the kitty pool. Kitty pool. He's real, he's real interested in like appearances and he doesn't go too deep. So does you reel him back because he is one of those guys who is super materialistic. He's super very, materialistic. he's very into flashiness. Yeah. Uh, at one time of the story, I think he was wearing two Rolexes on each wrist. Two Rollies. And you said, dude, you got to take them off. We're going on stage. Right. And, and I saw you guys get into an argument. We did. And then our cousin nearby said, put that in the put act. Put that in the act. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Summer is in full effect. And you got to keep yourself clean, ladies and gentlemen, top to bottom, head to toe, inside and out. Manscaped is the company that's going to help you do it. I've talked about Manscaped before. I love almost every product they've ever given to me. I've yet to find a hole in their system of something I don't like. And now that the uh, summertime is coming at you, they've actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. It's the addition to the lawnmower package. It's a four-piece luxury nail kit. Uh, tweezers, point scissors, fingernail clippers, and uh, a grit nail file. Keep those fingernails nice and clean, okay? Ladies don't like scummy troll hands. You know, they don't. They don't like scummy troll hands. Anytime I've ever shown a lady my hands, they don't go, ew, gross. They go, oh, you man, you manscape everything. I manscape head to toe. Uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential lawnmower, the Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulas to keep you fresh in your downstairs because we've all nicked our nuts i bled out in the shower when i was in junior high and i intend to never do that again because i was bicking my balls baby don't do that no more go get yourself a nice beautiful trimmer from manscaped uh the crop reviver is in there the testy toner gives you some pep in your step keeps your sack relaxed baby a limited timer subscribers get two free gifts a shed travel bag and uh, the High Performance Reduced Shaving Manscaped Boxer Briefs. 20% off, dude. Free shipping with the code WHISKEY20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Use the right tools for your tool. Get 20% off on free shipping with the code WHISKEY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off 
with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code WHISKEY20. Summer's here. Time to manscape. Clean up your life. Whiskey Ginger fans, if you like drinking like I do, Papa likes his sauce. We've we've talked about it. I'm 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 not ashamed of it. Okay, I like to party, and I also like to stay healthy the next day. That's why I, uh, I try to clean up my body by hydrating the next day and replenishing it. Uh, you need to do yourself a favor and try this out. Go get DHM Detox. It is incredible. Uh, it's a vitamin supplement for people who like to enjoy alcohol. It's time to take care of your body the right way. Uh, whether you have a few drinks or you're a heavy drinker like Papa. You can, you can enjoy drinks without a brain fog and anxiety and all that toxic uh, nonsense that's in your body. Take two capsules after your first couple of drinks, and it's going to release all these vitamins. They're going to clean out, clean out those toxins so you don't have that disgusting, annoying hangover where you're chugging Gatorade water, Gatorade water, pizza, Gatorade water, nap, nap, nap. You don't need that. Take DHM Detox, and it does fix it. It's actually extremely effective, even for someone like me who likes to slurp the sauce. Uh, it's risk-free purchase. If you if you don't like it, just email them. They're going to give your money back. So what more do you need to know that a product works? Go to na- nodayswastedco.com, nodayswastedco.com, if you want to learn more about it. It is great. It's an all-natural supplement. It's all good. It's all good. You're not, you're not getting something unknown from the world. It's great vitamins that revitalize the body if you like uh, to have a couple of drinks. We got 20% off your order. Head over to nodayswastedco.com. Use the promo code WHISKEY at checkout. That's nodayswastedco.com. It's right there. Uh, If you have any questions, send a message to DHM Detox on Instagram. They'll answer it for you. Ginger. I like gingers. The biggest problem that you have with your brother, as you've said to me many, many times, is that he tries to kind of steal the show or or, uh, upstage you or, you know, frontline you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, wh- and why do you think that is? Is it in- he's insecure? Total insecurity. Yeah. It's like if you can stand back and be like, I got the punchline, I'm ready to go, I'm, I can actually deliver this and knock it out of the park, there's a quiet confidence that you have. It's like the first person who steps up and talks. It's like the first person who needs to say right. something in an interview. Who's a better writer? Because um, we did a fan poll. Yeah. You can look right here. There's a fan uh-huh. poll right there. And what do they say? It's you. Jesus. And it's overloaded by how many people said that you were funnier. I mean, it's just... I mean... A better writer, I should say. I'm sorry. Better writer, better performer. Sure, that's part of it. Uh, I think we do... In all honesty, I think we do different things better. I think we do... Like, there's a physicality to what I think I do on stage. It's very subtle. But there is a more of a physicality and more of a cerebral nature to what he does. That is fine. I mean, I... But I'm happy to go out a little bit further on a limb and make myself look stupid. Be honest with me. Sure. Do you think you're better looking? Than him, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. I mean, do you think he people say it all the time. That you're the you're better looking. You're so much hotter than your brother. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's... But, but they're, it, and there, I'm... Listen. Yeah. I'm only going off the confidence of other people. Yeah, people, what people have instilled in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not... This isn't like an internal thing. And it's like when... So, do you know the actor Stephen Tobolowsky? No. Great actor. Ned Ryerson. From, oh, Needle Ned. Needle Knows Ned. And he's been in everything. Yes, I love him. Great guy. We did a, we're fortunate enough to do a movie with him years ago and spent a lot of time with him, like seven weeks on this film. Right. And Alive still? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. amazing. But he he's fascinating. He's an interesting, wonderful person. But he talked about getting like clairvoyant messages sent to him and being able to 
read people based on the tone of their voice. It was like a fascinating and interesting thing. And the thing he said, and this is the thing that a lot of people who are mediums say, they're like, I don't want this power. So it'd be like if you were walking down the street and you started to hear like dead people talk. You're uh, like, I don't fucking want this. Right. You think I want to hear dead people talk? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear dead people talk. And instead it like goes through. That to me, the reluctant, it's like always the person who's like, hey, I love this. That's, you got to be wary of They're that person. They're sick in the head. It's the person who's like, listen, I just want to be a butcher. I don't want to talk to the dead. I just, you know what I mean? I just want to do my job. But you're just better at cutting the meat. That's right. That's, that's just right. how you just. That's just what it is. You that's just right. know how to slice the meat. I know much how better. to slice it. I know how to give you a lean slice. If you right, we were talking it. for a second ago before we were on camera officially that you're a hybrid guy, and I've talked about the reason that you're trying to say that you're going to prove me wrong. I'm an electric guy. Car guys, uh, you'll never get to flip to full electric. Why? So, I don't understand why. I think you haven't spent enough time with electric vehicles. Now, it's true you cannot drive your wicked, you know. Pontiac Grand Am or whatever sure. you're driving. You're trans. What year are you from? I, <laughs> did you just fall out of a time hole? Yeah, I did. I just you can't of, drive your Thunderbird you, you up, can't to, the, drive up your, to the Dairy Queen. And if you're a woman, <laughs> you can't drive your white Celica convertible. <laughs> no, you can't drive your you can't drive your electric car across the country. Yes, there are Tesla stations where you can plot it right. out. And actually they'll tell you on the on your giant I've seen computer it, yeah. screen. Okay, 50 miles, you stop off here and you charge up in it. But that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, because you got to charge for two hours. Or an hour. You can, if there's a supercharge, you can... I've you, done it. You've done it. So I traveled around in a Tesla and I had to wait. And then I ended this up eating a McDonald's problem. a lot. So this is a problem for traveling and whatnot. And I would say rent a car if you're going to do a long car trip sure. or rent a van or something like that. But if you're driving around in the city, it is... I, I drive a Chevy Bolt. It's small. Yeah. It is so fucking fast. Like I zip around people. It's a little I can, go-kart. I can anger drive in a, in a bolt. And then people see you and they see that you're driving an electric car and they can't get mad at you. Like uh, I cut someone off and they want to throw their drink at you. And then they're like, oh, thanks for. But thanks when for I cut somebody money. off, they're, they want to come hit me. Yeah, and hurt they're like, me. You, you, you cut me off and you fucking killed the environment. Yeah. But I just think you just like the rev of the engine is what you were saying. Well, like the feel, right? There's a couple of cars right now. Porsche has an all electric, a new all electric vehicle that's yeah. their newest sport Porsche. And it has an engine function where it emulates the sound and feel so of an engine. Th- yeah, it's like a sex doll. You're like, yeah, it's gross. It's not the same. I want thing. the real thing. Yeah, you want the real. That's my point. Is like, why so, are we okay, even so playing then, the game? Okay, so then, all right, all right, all right, all right. So let me ask you this. And by the way, I have a sex doll in my engine car. That's she right. She stays in the front seat. It comes standard. <laughs> this comes standard. Would you like the sex doll in the front or the back? We're giving you the small dick sex doll, pal. <laughs> it only it only goes in an inch and a half. So if you have to have the engine, are you? So what if your wife said, I'm getting fake tits mm, for you? Okay. Would you be like, great? Or would you be like, no? Well, the first, some thing guys... I, the first thing I would say is how much because I'm paying for them. True. Right. So That's I'd go, how much, how much, how much, <laughs> how much are we getting them for? <laughs> are we getting a discount? Are these done in Mexico? Hang on a second. Let, me, let me see what things we're not getting because yeah, of Yeah, because of the fake tits. Yeah. I'll have to explain that to my family mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if my wife said, I want to get fake boobs. Would you say, no, I like the real ones. I just like... Probably, yeah, honestly, yeah. I would. Yeah, I can't, to me, fake boobs, to, that's what you were saying about the sex doll. It's like, yes, that looks like a woman. Yes, it maybe looks like the most beautiful woman that they could ever construct, mm-hmm. but it's not real. So Just like a, these two things that are hanging that's down. That's why I like the real engine. 
real engine. I, I can't have the fake engine. But I do think I do think there is a lot of value in the idea of electric. I do think it should be the future as long as the government the can subsidize it. The feeling you get. And the government does subsidize it. Yeah, but dude. it has to be bigger. It has to be so Are you joking? To, to younger to people who can't really it afford is, it. It is, dude. How? I'm telling you, I got like a $2500 rebate on this How car. How is a guy who makes less than 20 grand a year afford that car? Easily. You lease it cuz whatever you put down, let's they say have you no put, credit. And they have nothing well, to put down. Well, if you have no credit, that's your fault. Hey! You should have better fucking credit. <laughs> no, but the idea- You don't care about the people! You're Get not a man credit. of the people! Uh, no, I just think- I think, I think this is actually available- This is a transunion intervention. <laughs> I'm here to talk about. to you about your credit. We're here to talk- uh, we're, uh, ha- Do you have enough insurance at home? That's what we're selling right now. I do at some point understand- that's it's what I would say to young better. people, though. Get have good credit because that is the doorway. Well, don't get nine some... credit cards and buy stuff in college. Exactly. But predatory loans should be eliminated. This is a government conversation. This no. is like way too deep. But I will say this: every time I drive past a gas station in my electric car, I'm like, "Fuck you!" It yeah. feels so good. It feels so good to be like, I, you. You feel like you've just like you, weaned yourself you off it. of something. Right. That's right. Well, I mean, I feel that way about Arcos. I just won't stop at an Arco because I, those are my only guesses. Because you hate it. Because you hate anything that's oh, I fu- di- I, you oh, hate I, anything that's directed by I Ben Affleck. I hate Ar- <laughs> I hate Arco. You know why? And everybody that drives a gas car Let's understands. Hear Let's hear it. Arco charges you for you for you, if you put in a uh, debit card, which it's I a, don't. I only it's use a credit. bait and switch. Yes, and they they're, so they're less they're less up at the price tag, but at the pump you have to pay forty five cents for for the use of a card. It's disgusting, and I out of they principle they get you. They're like, "Oh wow, this is three out of principle three oh nine. That's what, I haven't seen three oh nine a long time." And then boom, you put the card. in. I was like, hoping some of the protests for George Floyd were going to make their way to Arcos and set those things on fire. Well, hang on a second. I was hoping. I don't know. If we I was can like, blow up the, some gas stations. I don't know Go if we to can Arcos. Conflate those two. No, things. I can. I okay, can. All right, fine. They're mad at corporations. Fine. Arco is bullshit. Blow them the fuck up. Okay. I'm right. not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying we should. Uh, uh, I didn't ask your brother this because i know the answer sure uh who has who has the better family my family's pretty great i but have an he, all-star family but he's got a great family he's got a great family i love his family i love his kids his his seven six-year-old is going to be seven she's rounding into form starting to show some like you know she she had some made some rookie mistakes rounding into form but it sounds like like her bones weren't connected for years yeah, and she's just she you just know she made thing. some she made some rookie errors and then you start to realize <laughs> okay hey you you have to start carrying the bags for your older brother you're the uh, rookie here like you can't you can't be demanding stuff all the time that makes sense she's losing teeth she's starting to gain a, a good sense of humor she's good I have like people in my house. I've got a 15 year old daughter who I'm going to start to learn teach her how to drive soon. Wow! And I have an almost 13 year old daughter. Who you also is... have a 40 year old kid that you don't talk about ever. Right. Uh, and I we should really cut that out. We of don't. Here. We won't cut it out because I want to talk I, about it. I've I do it. not want to give. You have a 40 year old son. Yeah. Who lives? He's in a chef in he's Saskatchewan. A, he's a chef in Saskatchewan in he, Canada. He's a chef and he is. I mean, I say chef loosely. He works at a He's gold. a cook. He's a line cook. He's a, at a Golden Corral. Right. He's the one who sets up the Chocolate Wonderfall. He does? Yeah. Uh, that might be chef status. I mean... They don't let anybody just do that. Do you do you feel bad that, that <laughs> we're in this time? One of the things I think we miss more than anything by going to restaurants is when someone were to bring out a baked Alaska, which is the dessert you Love light on baked fire. baked Alaska. And people who are not receiving this... Other people start to clap. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Applause from mm-hmm. other tables. Woo, 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 woo. 
You over, get excited about over it. a dessert that you're not going to eat. But they're excited for your happiness, doesn't that? Isn't that I the United? Guess. Isn't that what we need as people again? So when I so when I first saw, yeah. I saw the second Pirates of the, and this is going to determine how much I like you as a human being, Caribbean or Caribbean. <laughs> First of all, it's the Caribbean. <laughs> Thank you very much. Why do we did. even pretend that it's Pirates the- of the Caribbean? And I <laughs> I saw the second movie in Long Island. I was like with my wife and her family out in yeah. Long Island and we go to a movie theater in Long Island on the Friday night that it drops. So this is the premiere weekend of and the first movie Busy. was such a huge success. So something happened in that movie theater that made me instantly hate everybody and love the situation that I was in. So movie starts, first five minutes or so, whatever. Johnny Depp's character, Jack Sparrow, comes on screen in a movie theater in Long Island. People fucking clap. Sure they do. I'm like, for who? Jack Sparrow, dude. But for who? Jack Sparrow. He's not there. He can feel it in his heart. He's not there. I felt it in my heart when you clapped for me in Long Island. He's not there. He felt it. Why? Why do this? (laughs) To me, this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Sure. It was like when we were kids, we went to the St. Louis Muni Opera. We had like tickets to go see plays there. We saw Annie Get Your Gun. And That's with great. Florence Henderson, the great Flo, wow. the great Flo Hay. Wow. May she rest in peace. Yeah. And the dog who played the dog from Empty Nest. Okay. The dog who played the dog in Empty Nest played <laughs> the dog in this thing. And I remember the dog came out on stage. People lost it. People clapped. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. this dog doesn't know what the fuck yes, is going he on. Does. He does not. He can feel that. He, I have a dog, and I'm telling you, he does not. Uh, he, he, they deserve he does, the clap. If you clap at a dog, they think they're doing something wrong. Right. Like the dog was looking around like, what did I do? Where did I go? Did I not hit my mark? Maybe he Stop didn't. Clapping. Maybe he needs to be corrected. <laughs> Everyone was clapping. Are you a clap or a whistle guy after the singing of the national anthem at a sporting event? Well, I was very all, stoned at a Laker game one time, and I realized I am a whistle guy. Yeah. Many people after the national clap, and I go like this. <laughs> I'm yeah. that guy. I, Are you a whistle all, guy? Well, after I get up from kneeling. Um, <laughs> okay, that's right. By that's the way, right. when like, the whole kneeling started three years ago, my youngest daughter, who does like competitive gymnastics, we were out at out in like Camarillo. So this is like an area where some people were definitely not on board with. Go what ahead and Kaepernick. say it. Yeah, just, they weren't on board yeah. with what Kaepernick they don't like, was doing. Yeah, they were very against it. And I, to my wife's chagrin, and to most of the other parents on the team's chagrin, during the national anthem. And by the way, this woman, the the meet before where this took place, the woman who owned the gym yelled at my friend's daughter because she wasn't paying attention during the national anthem. So I was like, I want this bitch to come my way. Yeah, that's insane. I kneeled and held up a black power fist <laughs> during the national anthem <laughs> at my up. daughter's gym. Yeah. I was that's like, hilarious. I was like, fucking bring, bring it, it to on. me. Bring it to me, you pirate dress looking <laughs> motherfucker. I will take you out. By the way, any kid, if you ever played sports as a kid, no one paid attention. You're off into space. You're thinking Nobody about the game. Nobody pays attention yeah. anyway. Yeah. We had season tickets to the football Cardinals, the worst team ever in the late 70s and 80s. Five and 11, six and 10, four and 12. Tragic. This was our years every year because yeah. we were against the Tony Dorsett, Roger mm-hmm. Staubach, Danny White, Billy Joe Dupree, Drew Hill, those those Cowboys, the uh, Ron Jaworski, Wilbur Montgomery, <laughs> Harold Carmichael, those Eagles were on our division, and the Joe Theismann, those guys. Those, That's so we were always the worst team. And the yeah. Giants, we were the Phil Simms Giants, we were the worst team. 
And we we would never show up for the national anthem. Like guys were out drinking, be, buying beer. Like yeah. no one cares about it, right? It's the, well, the, the whole thing the is dumbest this, fucking. Well, thing the ever. idea that um, the idea that it can be disrespected is a very funny uh, idea inherently. That like you got to respect it first, right? Like you can't not respect it for years and years and then say it's disrespected. Well, that's the same thing as like they sell these rules as like oh it's disrespectful, it's disrespectful. Yeah, one of the rules of the flag is that you're not supposed to adorn it on clothing or wear. Budweiser sells cans of beer with American flags on them. This Women is... wear bikinis with their. <laughs> it's like don't pretend like this it, this it, noble thing to everybody. Maybe the people that fight for the country, they may have a different viewpoint on it, right? right? Hey, soldiers. by the way, and if you want to stand up and sing, guess what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to say don't you. do it. Yeah. I'm going to be like, great. go for it, knock Dude, it Drew out. Breeze, if this makes you think of your grandfather, great. Awesome. Go for it. Guess yeah. what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I support you. That's what this country is all about. Right. I support your viewpoint. You can't support mine, then you're the fucking asshole. To me, the national anthem right. is like that shirt that your friend like jerked off on in college. Still have that shirt. And it's on the floor. Mm-hmm. It basically is standing up in a position that a shirt <laughs> should not stand in because it's that stiff. And then someone walks through and steps on it inadvertently, and your friend who's been jerking on it is like, whoa, hey, hey, hey. Step on my J hey. shirt. Hey. What are you nuts? You know that's mine. I got to jerk off on that later. <laughs> I told a joke about it on stage that I've since kind of put to bed, even though we haven't done stand up in a long time. About yeah. I hope I wish I was wishing that there could be a uni- like a union of athletes in the NFL that decided that they were all going to not just take a knee, but just not play or sit out a season. Yeah. And I would say, what what game would we have left? Do you think they're, ESPN's going to air that on Monday night? Mm-mm. You know, call that, some, call that the USFL, <laughs> the, the XFL, and a couple watch quarterbacks it and kickers I and mean, the fucking place. No, I think the idea that uh, that people aren't allowed players. to do what they want is really interesting to me. Isn't this the most free country in the world? Don't you? Lo- that's truthfully what I love about this country. Okay, so I saw a couple days ago that people were marching in Russia. Thousands and thousands of people because they were yeah, disputing. Cool. An, That's ordered, by the way. That's government nope, order. <laughs> they were disputing an election at some point. Oh, and, really? And part of me was the first thought was all these people are going to die. Yeah. Like, see you later. That's true. But the second part of me is like, great. This is what's great about the world. This is this is what people really want. Right. They want to be able to say and do the things that they feel. Right. And so, like, that's why our country is great. If you can't take that away from people. No, that's true. I think that's the beauty is you're allowed. We just need to get back to a place when we're both allowed to think differently but still get along. Yeah. I've said this to a friend the other night. My parents and their best friends who are also my family, my yeah. their son is my best friend. Yeah. Uh, they all have very differing views on politics, yet mm-hmm. we still get along very well because life can still continue when we don't agree on everything, you know? Yeah, because— It doesn't need to be one note. That's my problem with our generation now is you. if you don't think like me— then uh, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's like, no, dude, we have to be able to have some sort of discourse and balance because otherwise it's going to be a continual pendulum this way, pendulum that way, pendulum this way, pendulum that way. I enjoy people who come from a different perspective as long as it's not from too far out. Sure. As long as it's like within like a reasonable area. Like I can't deal with it out here just like I'm on this side and I can't deal with some things way out here. Sure. I don't like any extremes. Okay. Yeah. So, but if it's coming from in here, uh, yeah, of course I'll But you to are it. part of Alex Jones. You're the leader of his fan page. I start every conspiracy about Alex Jones. <laughs> and Glenn Beck. This is the thing I say about Glenn Beck. Every, and he cries a lot. A every lot. T- every time Glenn Beck cries... A mosquito gets its wings. That's the truth. That's, <laughs> That's the truth. The it's the truth. But you guys contradict yourself all the time, even in, in your own family, right? Like you typically will wave a Trump flag and your brother has is a, is a big Biden fan, and then yeah. you switch week it's to hard. week. 
we do it to just change it up on people. No, I'm actually like a huge. <laughs> I just wave like a huge Pence. So Mike Pence, <laughs> you're that's funny. You're only I'm a Pence. I you I go. You his, don't like Trump, but you love Pence. I just love his. I just love his politics on being able. Well, so, you can't be alone in a room with a woman. That's the funniest thing I've ever. I just heard love that he calls life. his wife mommy. Um, you don't call your wife mommy. No. What do you and call her by her name? The, she's the mom of my kids. There are times when my kids are on, and I was like, "Go tell mommy," and then I feel so weird about. You know, because if it makes you feel gross to say the word "mommy," because I don't feel that way about my own mom that uh, it like sexualizes a mother in a weird. Did sort you of guys way. call your mom and dad "mommy" and "daddy"? Uh, mom and dad, mom so, and dad. So so did I. Mom and dad. And I don't have kids yet, but I've been, we've both been adamant about this. And I know you have little control at some point, but it's yeah. going to be mom to us, yeah, and pop. No daddy. So my kids sometimes call me Papa, which I love. Love. I love it. Papa's great. And I didn't ever even like said this is what it's got to be, but sometimes when they want to ask me something, they were like, Papa, can I? And I'm like, I love it. Love I love it. it. You can do whatever you want. I just like that they still talk to me at 13 and 15. But uh, They say, Papa, can I burn down an Arco? And you're like, that's what like, Santino would have wanted. Santi- that, may Santino rest in peace. He's not dead. <laughs> I just want him to get a good night's sleep. But I was saying about Mike Pence's, we were doing Bloomington, we were doing yeah. flying to Indianapolis and then coming driving down to Bloomington to do right. the comedy attic, which I know you've done. Which have you done that? Never. It's amazing. I've only been. I've I've missed an opportunity to do it one time. That was my sad thing. When it re, if it reopens, it and, will. And I'm gonna say this to everyone who's listening to this or watching this mm-hmm. out there. Our friend who runs the North Bar in Chicago. I don't yes. know if you've ever done that, but our buddy Jim Weber. Great, small, independent venue. So NEVO, which is the National Independent Venue Association, uh, saveourstages.com. If you are a comedy fan and you love going to see comedy and independent, there's so many independent rooms. Go to that. Do whatever they ask you to do. Call your congressperson. Support it. Because there is a bill in Congress that is supposed to send relief out to these places so that they can stay open during this whole time. Wow. That... I say do that. So, and I feel that a place like the Comedy Attic, it's independently owned mm-hmm. by Jared. It's like a, it's a fantastic venue, and I don't want to see it close because it's so good. Yeah. And this guy's such a good dude. So, we're there, and we landed in Indianapolis, and then we're sitting on the tarmac. So we've flown from LA to Indianapolis. Woke up super early in the morning on a Thursday because you know you got the show that night. You're mm-hmm. like. And we're just sitting on the tarmac for an hour. We're like, we're going to be late. We're like, why? What's going on? And they're like, Mike Pence is on the tarmac. And that's why no plane can go he anywhere. He's just out walking around? So we said, what's he doing? And then we were trying to think about what is he doing? And so our guess was that he saw that a a plane was trying to enter a hangar from the backside, which is not the way it's supposed to go. So he went up into the air traffic control tower and tried to re- stand try and reprogram it to go in through the front way, the way he says God intended. The airplane hangar should actually have a drapery in the front. The way God through, intended through it. the drapery. The in way the front. God intended. It. God intended. Mm-hmm. God's intentions are great. By the way, mm-hmm. they changed so dramatically over the years. I don't know why God intended for Greeks to have sex with everything that uh, walked and, and, and was breathing. Uh, but because Greeks ooze sexuality. They're hot people. They're just even Why like, did we go backwards? Why did we get more um, puritanistic when, then when we used to be... There used to be an... Or, they, we used to be like orgy central. Humans used to love orgies, and then it went away. Like, because I feel like... Let's get back to orgies, dude. The problem is, and this is the problem, having kids that are teenagers, there's just... Orgies are a collective thing. 
Orgies are like the 15-foot jump shot in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people still do it occasionally, but then afterwards you're like, did I need to do that? I could have jerked off at home. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like there's this sort of like, I could have jerked off at home and then not had to worry about the third woman's thing she was asking me to lick her yeah, neck. Yeah, but you're, you know? asking, you're, you're, you're talking like a guy who hasn't had a lot of orgies. I am not a big orgy guy. Because let me tell you something. I am not a... I have lived have you through se- many, many orgies. Have you seen Fahim Anwar's bit about orgies? It is so no. fucking good. And I want to get it right. But he just talks about he always finishes before <laughs> before everyone else. And they're still going. And he just feels out of place there. And he's like wants to go into the pile and be like, does anybody know the Wi-Fi in here? <laughs> just asking questions. A cup, a cup of water. Yeah. It's ca- just, ca- uh, plastic or does the, ca- does the cappuccino maker work? I just want to... <laughs> Him asking questions is so funny. I've never been a part of uh, an orgy, but I pine to one day really be a part of something wild like that. Would your wife ever let you just be like, all right, you have one shot to go and be a part of an orgy? She would not. Not in this day. I'd want her there. You want her to be a part of it? Yeah, I want her to be a part of it. But what if you, you know. I mean, why not? That's true. We're going to die one day. And it might be soon, given everything that's going on. And by the way, then let's get this orgy knocked out. Let's get it done. Guys, go to let's get this orgy knocked out dot org. It's right next to Save Our Stages. <laughs> we'll put both links in the description right. below. Save Our Stages. Let's get let's this get, orgy let's knock- get this orgy knocked out. And org, by the way, I think stages. let's get this orgy knocked out should be a dot org. Yeah, well. it has to be orge dot orge dot orge You've done a lot of great stuff. Your brother's done some great stuff as well. He's done amazing stuff. Arguably. Yeah. Well, it's... Your least favorite thing that you've ever done. <sighs> the least favorite thing that we've ever done. Or let's be real. If you're going to be honest, what what's a thing that you know wasn't good that you did? You know it was bad. Hmm. I mean, that's this maybe is the thing for us is that we... I'll say this. I'll put it on this because you know we all we evolve as comedians of course. throughout, throughout yeah. time. I would say our early stand-up, someone we just found like old clips of the very first times of us doing stand-up. Oh yeah. So the very first time we did it, we were in we were 14 years old. What? Stood on stage at a talent show in our high school, and you know, we were mimicking what we thought was comedy, sure. but we were both on stage. So there were the beginnings of what exists. Like there was no there was no question as to whether or not we'd both be on stage. We never even said, well, should we just, should I go and then you go? Or right. what are we going to do here? No, it was like, we want to do comedy. And by the way, that was at a time when there were no teams. Yeah. There kind of were a lot of teams in the 60s and then nobody in the 70s. Or the 80s, really? Or the 80s. So you're talking 86 and we get on stage and we do, we steal a lot of material because that's what you did when you were kids. You just recite right. the material. Right. Me. And then, do you want to apologize for that right now? By the way, I feel terrible about stealing the material. But then we wrote some of our. But we were young and we weren't doing it for money. And sure, I was like, sure. we needed to learn that lesson. And of so course. we learned. That's one of the lessons you learn. You can't steal material. You got. Right. It's got to be all original. And then the other thing you learn is if you come up with a premise that someone else has already been doing, you got to stop. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. You got to stop doing it. If someone else is doing it, or you say, or you have a conversation with that person and say, hey, you're doing this bit. We do this bit. Can we both do this? What do you think? Yeah, how and does it you, work? And seriously, what do you think? Are you uncomfortable if we do it and we do it this way? Right. What could we change about our bit that would make it less like yours? Or do you care even? Does it matter? Really, you should never be doing a bit that's exactly like somebody else because then it's not your bit. It's yeah. like it wasn't in your voice. And so right. we, 
tried to learn how to do that. But I've seen stand-up. The stand-up we did when we first moved to New York in 1994, there was we had an old old tape of it. I mean, we were dressing alike. We were coming. <laughs> I mean, this is 94. Do you guys still have this tape? Oh, yeah. Can I see this footage? Uh, maybe I'll send it. Can to we you. show it to the audience? I don't know. Come don't on, know. dude. I don't know. Come on. I gotta find it if we can. Well, give get me it one to of you. the worst jokes that you told. So our jokes were just bad. They were just like observational stuff. Like they weren't even really jokes. It was the easiest thing that we could talk about. We're like, we gotta talk about being twins. Sure. And the truth of the matter is, and you've seen us perform a number of times since that, but you've probably seen us do probably an hour and a half or two hours of material through all the times that you've known yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, that, we've seen the same with you. Yeah. Have, do we ever really talk about it? No, <laughs> never. Re- I've never once seen you make a joke about being twins. It's underneath what we do in a subtle way that sure. shows that it's different than what other people are doing. But it's not the main thing. No. So this is what we didn't understand. We're like, oh, we got to come right out and just be like, you know, it's twins. We got a lot of crazy questions. <laughs> People are like, if you, if 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 I kick him in the nuts, will he feel it? And you're like, no. I'm pretty sure if you kick me in the nuts, I'm gonna feel it. Which yeah. is not that good of a joke. It's no, a it's terrible. Fine. Jo- it's fine. I get it. Fine for 1994. Fine for coming off the comedy boom of the late 80s and whatnot. Right. But certainly not something we're proud of. So. I look back at some of those early sets, and especially because we were doing it in New York. We moved straight to New York to do it. Wow. So you're doing it in New York in front of people like Merritt and Attell and Jeff Ross and Sarah Silverman wow. and all these great people who are doing it there. Great people, bad comics. Great people, bad comics. Yeah, that's what we uh, And that's their special coming out. Great is. people, bad comics. So that you just are like, oh, no wonder there was like people didn't respect what we were doing for sure. a long time. And it took... Really, for us, it took like Luna Lounge and the Monday Night Show where people were doing something really creative and different, and you couldn't do the thing that you, you people expected you to do on right. stage. If you did that, you would get booed off the stage. You had to do something different that opened it wide up for us, and we're like, oh, this is what we can do. We can be funny the way we're funny around people, not the way we think a comedian and twin sure. comedian should be. So that is the thing that I just like... It it makes it cringeworthy for but me. But that you grew out of that. We did, but you I have mean, to. S- still we did it, and it's everyone like, does bad shit at the beginning of their career. Oh, but you it go back exists. to anybody's. I, I I've I've said this openly. When I first moved to L.A., I remember coming to the store and watching Sebastian really kind of struggle to find that character that he's really found, and I I watched it for a long time. Like everybody you know except has had for that. me except for me going those early days I'm talking about because we got past the store in 99 so those early days mm-hmm. of watching of being on and brought to watching like Sebat like dice just walk the room and then Sebastian come on and do to like five people he's doing his thing it killed us like we're like, why is this guy not getting more? Well, he was great, but I watched him work. We watched him work Become, it out. Exactly. Yeah, it, it became this thing that was much more. Yeah, and then he figured it out. And then what he realized and what what he became over time was someone who was doing comedy that appealed to everyone. Yeah. So that like me, if I'm a regular person in Chicago or St. Louis where we grew up and he's coming to town, I'm going to take my 13-year-old and my 15-year-old to the Sebastian sure. show. So suddenly I'm not paying for two tickets, me and my wife, I'm paying for four. Smart. And you got everybody doing that and he's selling out a 10,000 seat 
venue and so Madison like Square Garden this and now. manages on a very good level to maintain the respect of other comedians. It's like a very hard thing to do. Regan can do that and, very and well. he does that and Gaffigan does that. So it's like they don't it's like you kind of it's amazing. It's it's edgy in that it's its own clear voice. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't cut off all these other people to watch it. What comic do you hate the most? I mean, because we know who it is. Who do you think it is? I mean, we've already talked about this. You mean your brother openly I mean, talked about who he hates the most um, as a comedian? I don't know. Who do I want to start beef with? Yeah, who like who do you have the most? I mean, what beef? if it's like the nicest person in the world? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard I've I've heard many rumors. Uh, you you look at this. I, yeah. I you guys used to have this long bit about how much you hated Dat Fan, and I never understood why you did it, but you did it. I mean, our bit was longer than his career. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. Uh, you be fishing to be mean, and then you actually is, had a great good joke about it. He, he was the nice you guy. Guys we actually met him, like and he was the nice guy. You guys don't hate anybody. You guys don't, don't have any because, enemies. We don't. I mean, I'm sure, and I know, I'm sure there are people who who don't like us. Like, we've spent... Oh, my it, God. I'm in here. I'm going to send you this yeah, email. It's all thing. these guys that don't... <laughs> you guys are on a chain? <laughs> yeah. What? A discussion group. Yeah. Um, so, no, but the, the... You know, there are people, I'm sure, who don't... First of all, don't respect us or don't like what we do. And I would say to those people, well, watch what we do or watch anything that we do and maybe we'll win you over. And if not, then we don't. It's fine. It's like... And if they watch you and still don't like you, it's because they just don't like you. They just don't like us. And guess what? People aren't going to like us. Well, that's the truth. It's like if everybody likes you, then you're not doing it right. If right. a lot of people don't like you, then you're piss- you're you're touching a nerve somewhere, and you're doing something right. Like the further right. you go, like I would say, keep picking at that thing because it's it's you're 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 upsetting some people. Sure. You're causing people to move to a certain place of emotion, which is the worst thing that can be. Is like nobody wants anything to do with you, or they're indifferent. And then you're then you're a hit comic. So ours, but ours is not to go. I mean, we did a whole bit about Dice. Dice disrespected us so badly, like I'm talking 13 years ago on stage at Why? the comedy store. He's just a dick. The The truth of the story was that he, he, he was. The cigarette around the face uh, guy was a dick? He was a dick. No, but I mean, it was, it was, I don't know. We had been working at the store for like eight years or whatever. Yeah. And we were after him one night, late night. And he, we did this. By the way, we put this whole bit in a Comedy Central special. It existed. Oh, that's so fun. And he he basically came on stage and was like, who's next? And, you know, piano player is like. Jeff is like. Yeah. Jeff's like, Sklar Brothers. And he's like, who? He's like, Sklar Brothers. He went, well, I never heard of him. So <sighs> I've never heard of him. You know they're going to fucking suck. Meanwhile, he's like walked the whole. He's walked the whole room mm-hmm. is what it is. And, uh, and so we get up on stage. We're like. Did he get our credits right? <laughs> and he comes back on stage. He comes back on stage in the middle of our set, which to me is extraordinarily disrespectful. Yeah, that's fucking rude. Because, like, what happens if, unless you're going to say something great about the person, you know, or unless I'm very good friends with you, like Bobby totally. will interrupt my show sometimes, totally. and, that, and they, I know I, it's annoying to me, if but we in did a loving it, way. If we did it, the three of us would do something really fun It'd on stage together. It'd yeah. be a bit. It would be great, and yep. you'd be like, "Thank you. That's yeah. what I needed to like palate cleanse what just happened." It was like a hosty thing because totally. it is tag team at the store, and so that's what it is. Come back on stage. He's like, takes the microphone and says, "No, I got their open in line for you. They're gonna be like dice open for me, dice open for me." Well, I got news for you. If I didn't do my old shit, if I did my old shit, they wouldn't be able to fucking stand on this stage. 
Lucky I did my new shit. And then he drops the microphone and broke it. We're like, <laughs> hey, asshole, we need both of those. Like, it's, you can't just do <laughs> yeah. one. So we're like trying to figure out how to put it. was just, and then, you know, whatever. He walked into, out to his least escalate and then into the night. <laughs> but like, we were just like. We found out the comic that you hated. So we, no, no, no. <laughs> so I don't even hate the guy. But, so let me say this. So we, this is great. So we then were really mad on stage. We're upset. And, and like throughout our whole set, we're just like. What a fucking disrespectful thing to do. And by the way, we had TV credits. We were doing it. We weren't sure. these. We weren't. And no offense to any door guy, because the truth of the matter is I love young comics as much as I love the older comics, because yeah. I love to see we have good relationships with everybody throughout. The roast battle has done that for us. And right. like just being a part of things. You love the guys who were and the women who work the door as much as the people who are like the humongous headliners. Yeah. I love spending time with everybody because that's what we do. That's our craft. This we were established people and yeah. he like did this to us which really pissed us off so at the so we started telling people about it and the more pissed off we got the more they were laughing we're like wait a minute is this a bit yeah. so like we started talking about what the room looked like when he left it and it looked like the it looked like the like the superdome after hurricane katrina there was like <laughs> shit on the walls people were asking for their $2000 debit cards we're like jesus <laughs> christ what's going on here we're like fema will be here okay guys relax we'll clean it up but we kept going back to what he was saying he was like hey look i didn't do my old shit i knew my old shit okay this is in like 2006 7 8 sure. when this happened I didn't do my old shit. Do my old shit. So meanwhile, he ran the light. Was supposed to do a fifteen minute set and did an hour. Yeah, forty five minutes into his fifteen minute set, we're checking back in the room to be like, "Is this guy off stage yet?" And we hear him go, "I mean, call waiting. What the fuck is that shit about?" We're like, "In two thousand and eight, <laughs> that's a new piece of material." I'm sorry, but like, all, and also, who's mad at call waiting? So yeah. like, that's such a wonderful feature to be able to reach other people who are coming <laughs> through. Like, who's angry about that? So. We then, the bit became us doing his nursery rhymes, but instead of punchlines, he would just reveal sad truths about his life. So it was us as dueling dices, like, I took a job on a cruise ship. I needed the money, yo! <laughs> so we did a bunch of those, and we did, and then the thing, all right. Years later, yeah. and I'll say this, years later, he was like at a festival he was at something with our buddy Jonah Ray, and he was doing the show after Jonah. Right. Wow, really? Those two people are on the same lineup? Not on the same lineup. Different show. Oh, I was like, that's so, like, fucking There was an early strange. show, and then and then so Jonah was in there, and, and Dice was like, hey, how come the Sklar brothers don't like me? And to me, that was like, <laughs> it actually made me feel good that this question has been burning in his brain yeah, or whatever. Knows. So he knows. But I'll say this. I saw him in A Star is Born, and I fucking loved him Very i good. thought he was amazing i saw him on that show vinyl you I know on hbo yeah. Yeah, yeah. bobby cannavale i thought he was amazing so i'm here to tell you that even though he dissed us in the biggest way and we did that bit and we did it on comedy central that's not who we are right to like literally do a public that's like a public diss track that you're throwing out there but we just explained what he did to us I'm telling you, I fucking love the guy. So you're I, so you're even now. I I feel like him being upset that we were mad at him to me in some weird way righted the universe back. But even before that story, I watched him in that movie and I'm like, I gotta give it up. This guy is fucking great. He's such a good actor. Wow. I was so I was like proud of him. And in some weird fucking way, I was like, he's mine. He's ours. He's ours. Like you have a you have a piece we of We got a little yeah. piece of this guy and 
I'm proud of him as if like one in maybe not as if you would have done it, but like right. as if one of our people did it, it made me feel good. And I was like, God damn it. I'm, I'm really proud of him. So I mean, I don't know if he's capable of having that type of a, and, and in some weird way, I'm going to lord that over him that yeah. I don't think he's actually emotionally capable of seeing us on glow and being like, these guys are fucking great or seeing us here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no, think he, he, could do, he couldn't do that. So in that way, I will say that I'm way more evolved than the dude. But like, <laughs> I'm just going to say that I thought he did an amazing job and give him major fucking props. Well, let me tell you something. It's very nice to see that you guys came around on that. Yeah. Also, he'll never hear or watch this show. No, but maybe someone will tell him. No way. You don't think so? Nah. You don't think any of the Santina, the Whiskey Ginger crew, what do we call them? The Whiskey Ginger Bunch? Uh, I don't call any of these people. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, my fans and I have a strict rule. Don't talk to each other. Don't talk to each other. <laughs> don't Everyone is on their own island. You're like no, Martin I, Lawrence I, I, on a movie set. Don't I make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, don't look me in the eye. This won't get back to him in some, it, it won't get back to him because, um, I don't care because I, I have actually nothing to hide. And the truth of the matter is, yeah. I, what he did back then was shitty and we roasted the fuck out of him for yeah. it and it got back to him and he was upset about it and so that had its own turn and then after that I'm saying I can actually step aside and be like this guy's great I give him all the credit that's very that's growth you did yeah. the thing that we're all striving to do which so in those moments and I think this is what it is to have like older kids and have kids who are like I said people you are trying to teach them that this is the way to be sure this is how you do it you if you're mad at someone and even if you feel like you're right there's a moment where you have to be like me continuing to be mad at you one of my kids is not gonna help here no. so i'm gonna now show you a bunch of love why because when you're in a relationship with someone in the future and you're in it, I want you to be able to say, I saw how it was done correctly. I saw that like, there's a moment where like pushing forward with the anger doesn't mean anything anymore. You have to just step back, say you're sorry and move forward for the betterment of that relationship. That's very sweet. Right. You harbor nothing. I, I mean, I Not can't, for long. I, I can't, I'll, I'll harbor it for a while, but like, I'll just get in my, Chevy Bolt and zip around some asshole and be like, fuck you. <laughs> Drive by a gas station and be like, I'm doing all right. That's right. And he'll go, that guy's okay. Mm -hmm. He's good with Dice now. He, look, I hope Dice is good with us, but he's I not. actually hope he's still... He's not. He called me yesterday. Oh, Jesus. He goes, you're having the Squad Brothers on this oh, show? Brothers. I hate those douchebags. <laughs> look in the camera right now and end the episode when yeah. I walk off by saying one word or one phrase when I'm off. Okay. Juice control the media. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.